everybody, Zach Joyner here for Spidey-Dude.com and the Spidey Radio Network. Thanks for watching, if you're watching us. And if you're listening to us on the audio format, welcome. Of course, if you're listening to us on the audio format, starting next week, our shows, well, this week by the time you listen to it, will have uh, be a week between live stream and our new uh, and our new audio versions of the podcast. We're now officially caught up as of this episode with our audio format. So... Thanks for listening. Be sure to uh, give us a, a review on your favorite podcatchers. This episode is going to be a bit different, and I'm going to say it's going to be kind of broken up into two halves. The first half is going to be talking about one particular topic, and then we're going to get into our reviews and our news, other news topics. But I want to, at the top, mention our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Spider-Doo Network. Be sure to become a Patreon subscriber. You get fun perks. Now, our Patreons are going to be ones that get the shows early, hopefully within 48 hours of release. So check that out. Patreon.com slash Spider-Doo Network. Uh, if you like this show, be sure to like, share, and subscribe if you want to follow us on YouTube and be able to see our show because to our audio listeners, we live stream these and as a result of that live stream, then we uh, tend to show visual aids and stuff like that. So check us out at patreon.com. Check us out on YouTube. At, just search us up on YouTube, youtube.com, and find Spidey Radio Network there. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce the uh, my co-host for this section of the particular program, because we're going to be covering a controversial topic somewhat. Uh, same spectacular Spider-Man. It's a hot-button topic. And uh, anytime I'm talking Spec Spidey, there's a guy that I need to bring on. The host of Spectacular Radio, he is Greg Wyshansky. Greg! I think a lot of Spectacular Spider-Man fans are going to hate us when we're done with this topic. <laughs> Say that again, sorry. I had you, I had you a little low on the, on the meter. I think a lot of Spectacular Spider-Man fans are going to hate us when we're done here. I, look, I, we want to say this off the top because as we get started, this is this is something that definitely has been very much of a bane of our frustration here on the Spider-Do Network because we love Spectacular Spider-Man. I mean, we love it. We love it so much we've done 51 episodes devoted to that one show. We've covered every episode except for the finale twice. Not just once, but twice. So I, I am sympathetic to those that are very, very upset. And as always, when when thinking about this type of thing, we're not taking it very lightly. Because as always, with great power comes great responsibility. Thanks, Uncle Ben. So look, at the end of the day, we want to make sure that we are fair to our listeners when we talk about these things. And as a result of that, it's not like we're just saying things to people on Twitter to, to dash hopes. That's not the intention. The, the intent is to be realists. And I'm going to break everything down because let's really face it as I'm using visual aids here and I'm pulling up a comic book from 1999. Look, this, this is the Genesis of a spectacular Spider-Man, the Spider-Man movie rights, the Spider-Man deal with Sony is the Genesis of it. And 
it was a very long legal battle that occurred. And as a result, it's going to be very, very difficult uh, to, to talk about. But before we get started, I'm going to, I'm going to go through our comments right quick. Cause there's a few that are directly referenced to me. Hi Zach. Glad to see you survive that weird Texas weather. You guys. Yeah. I was concerned about you. I, well, you know, fortunately for my neck of the woods, my neck of Texas is one of the three parts that wasn't connected to the next Texas network. So, and we're used to getting snow. So it's not like we don't have plows. We don't have salt trucks, but for us, it was so up here. It was so cold. We had 260 plus hours below 20 degrees. That never happens. Um, so we were very, very concerned about, about our power plants and were they going to be able to hold up because we have coal and natural gas power plants as well as wind energy. But unfortunately with wind energy, if it's not blowing, they ain't working. And generally it blows, the wind blows a lot, but it was so cold. They were froze up. So it was, it was a night. It was just a double edged sword. And my dad who works in the central Texas area and San, near San Antonio, those plants are not, were not designed to withstand the amount of cold. That I have they good had. friends in San Antonio. I was worried about them also. Yeah, it, it, it was very, it was very, uh, my dad was without power for two days. Um, my daughter didn't lose power, but she got to play in snow. She lives in just, just east of Houston, guys. They never get snow. If they get snow, it's a dusting. They got, they got a couple of inches. And I'll tell you, those plants were struggling down there too. So it was just a perfect storm. Uh, I also, I was sick during the storm. <laughs> Uh, that's why we didn't have a make, make my mayday last week as well as no spider experience. So we just, I wanted to make sure that, that we had a, a steady stream. And so we were trying our best to conserve power here at the house. And that was why we didn't have an episode last week. So that's also why we're not doing this save spec spidey. This was originally going to be its own episode, but as a result, I, I wanted to kind of combine these two episodes and make it into one big mega episode. So yes, so we're very gl we're very glad everybody's there. Uh, SoFlo Entertainment, check him out on YouTube. He says hello to both of us. Hello. So uh, yeah, Ryan is also very glad that we're okay. So all right, let me get to the uh, to the heart of the matter, so to speak. As I'm trying to upload Greg's rant. <laughs> Uh, not this Greg, the other Greg. Because if you guys have not listened to episode fifty-one of Spec Radio, you really do need to go listen because it's very, it's a it's a wide-ranging interview. But there's a good twenty minutes of of Greg Wiseman going into why it didn't work out. So this whole thing started back in the end of last year. Daily Spectacular Spider-Man. They're a Twitter uh, handle that they are. Their task they feel is to promote Spec Spidey, and so they post Spec Spidey stuff all the time. So at 4 p.m. Eastern on a Friday afternoon, they did a tweet storm. Now, this tweet storm was hugely successful on January 9th. I contacted these guys and reached out to them and talked to them. And I said, hey, you know, what was the results of your stuff? I'd seen it on and off, but I wanted to get it straight from the source. So they told me they got 85,000 tweets on January 9th. So save spectacular Spider-Man hashtag was trending worldwide on Twitter on that day. And then uh, it, on February 6th, they did a similar thing. They're going to do something again in May, do a similar thing. So as friends of these guys, these guys promoted Spec Radio. They're friends of Spec Radio. Um, they've We've interacted on Twitter. They're, they're nice guys. Yeah, they uh, are. 
we want to kind of go through the whole thing. So this got some this got some traction on the on the on the comic book news sites. Comicbook.com reported fans hoping to revive Spectacular Spider-Man with online campaign. Uh, a lot of this is because of simply this. And Greg, you can kind of back me up on this. The 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 Snyder cut getting greenlit <sighs> has emboldened a lot of people to think that just getting a hashtag trending is going to get things noticed. So it is it's not that simple and I'm going to explain in detail why. So everything goes back to 1999, March 2nd, 1999, uh, Los Angeles times Spider-Man studio rights to Spider-Man are untangled. So it was a very lengthy battle. I'm going to do an entire episode just, I remember. I'm, and when I put, when I pulled up this, this, this comic, I've, this is spider girl number nine. Okay. It, it, on the back of it, it says Spider-Man movie web untangled and it has New York. And, and this was a big deal in 1999. For those of us that remember Spider-Man being on the big screen, me and Greg both remember that it was very much a slog to get to this point. There's a lot of stuff that if you guys have not looked at Spider-Man on film, the Wikipedia page is probably one of the best sources. And I, I'm normally, I don't endorse Wikipedia as a source, but the, but people, it is a great place of archival stuff this is where i got the los angeles times piece folks this i mean it has a very detailed explanation as to what's happened so we're i'm gonna do a series of videos concerning spider-man and sony but then it get, we jump to 2003 so 03 occurs the it's almost a year after the success of the first first spider-man film remember Spider-Man one was the first movie to eclipse a hundred million dollars at the box office over, over a domestic weekend, not over a holiday weekend, but over a domestic weekend. So as a result of it, it was the biggest success of 2002 and it was a perfect storm. People, especially Greg, you can speak to this being a native New Yorker. There was a catharsis with Spider-Man. Spider-Man's how we all felt. We all wanted to be Superman during 9-11, but we, Spider-Man was who we were, is who we felt like we were. Spe speaking as a New Yorker, there were two movies which had moments that really hit us up and hit us New Yorkers up and how we felt that came out shortly after 9-11. The first was Fellowship of the Ring, Gandalf speed when Frodo mentions that he wishes he the ring had never come to me. None of this would have happened. And Gandalf about what to do with the time you were given. That really resonated after 9-11. And so did You Mess With One of Us, You Mess With All of Us in the Spider-Man yeah. movie, which came out. Those movies, the timing could not have been better. And I know that was not deliberate on the studio's part. They had no way no, of knowing that no, was going to happen. I think that in Spider-Man's part, I think it was done very late in the in the process. May it have done could have been. Uh, I think they may have done that in post or may have done that like as a reshoot or something like mm -hmm. that. I don't know that for sure, but there was a, there was a dispute between Sony and Marvel over Spider-Man merchandise because originally there was going to be a 50, 50 joint venture between the two for Spider-Man merchandise for this first Spider-Man. So Sony and Marvel went to court in 2003 in 2004, it was finally settled. And so as a result, there was a something created called Spider-Man Merchandising LP. So, Spider-Man Merchandising LP is a part was the partnership, a limited partnership between Sony Pictures Consumer Products and Marvel Entertainment. It was designed specifically to 
be able to divvy out the merchandise merchandising and basically be a go-between saying, okay, Sony's going to get a 25% cut of all Spider-Man stuff. Um, originally it was going to be 50, 50, but Marvel was going to get a hundred percent of non Sony related material, but there was a 25% cut and I've done, I've dug into this legal stuff. So I, Greg knows I, I spent all the last week and a half just trying to get into all this stuff, mm -hmm. a ton of stuff that got leaked, a lot of documentation to go through. And so that's what happened. So Spider-Man merchandising LP was where the spectacular Spider-Man product lines with Hasbro, Wear Me, Sporting Goods, uh, IMT, Sporting Goods, Fashion, Accessory, Bazaar. For people that don't understand, for season one, there was a big, big push for Spec Spidey. It was going to debut in early 2008 as part of Kids WB. So in mm -hmm. uh, for all of season one, Kids WB was going to do the merchandise or was going to do the distribution for this Sony Sony property because it's a Sony property. Let me repeat that again. It's a Sony property that happens to involve Marvel. This is the entire point of what our good friend Greg Wiseman has said multiple times. So then in 2009, the licensing agreement was extended through 2017. But then in late, this was in January 17th, 2009, Hasbro announces this. They, they put out this press release. Well, at one point there was, uh, so that, that was a huge, huge moment for, for Sony's merchant, Sony and Marvel's merchandising. So that's another a wall street journal version of that 2004 story. Um, so again, going back to this, everything was good, right? Well, 2009, what happened in 2011? Two years into this agreement, Disney buys Marvel. So Marvel, who did not have access to 2009, the sale happened. But yeah, oh yeah, it was, okay, it was late 2009. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was. It was like what August of 2009, if I'm remembering correctly. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, in September, I remember in August we found out that uh, that Sony handed the TV rights to Spider-Man back to back to Marvel. And I remember because I was in the room, we were, it was the night before the last gathering of the Gargoyles. We were having a big spectacular Spider-Man event. We were in the room preparing for the event. Greg Weissman was helping us pack slips, t-shirts, com badges and everything. When he got the phone call from Vic Cook and he had to take it in the other room. So I was in the room when he found out. So again, uh, Greg Vashansky is not just somebody that doesn't know what the hell he's talking about when it comes to spectacular Spider-Man. So uh, again, this is where, all right, so from Investopedia, this was from uh, uh, yeah, this is this is talking about the, the current deal. I, I have a whole tab of bookmarks, guys. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to trying to navigate through these. So of course, there's a change.org petition. there's 16,000 people that have, has, has already signed it. That's fantastic. but and I hate I hate this I hate this. <laughs> this source that I'm using, but Cosmic Book News from 2011. Sony Pictures has the rights to make and distribute Spider-Man movies, but um, in 2009, Sony purchased Marvel and acquired the rights to Spider-Man. However, all previous related deals remained intact. In July, they decided, they announced in the conference call that there was going to be a transaction to simplify the relationship. In the deal, we purchased Sony's participation in Spider-Man merchandising. So basically, Disney bought up the merchandising rights out from Sony. 
this is important because now the only way Sony makes money is by producing Spider-Man films and Spider-Man. Also, Zach, I just sent you a link in the private chat. It's a photo you might want to pull up again, just for so people know and can better understand my credibility beyond the podcast. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll do it. Um, so again, I, I I'm going to tell people that this is not. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to pull this this image up just so everybody knows. This is a picture of on the right that's Jennifer L. Anderson. On the left, that's Greg, Greg Wiseman, and in the middle is some schlub named Greg. So yeah, where where are we? Guess where we are. That is actually the the if you that's walk the board. That's the infamous board, folks. That's how that's how important and how tied into this Greg Rice Greg was okay so when we talk about these things we're not talking about them just to, just to not talk about them this is this is what this is part of what how spec radio came to be was because of this relationship between these two these three people really i'm just the facilitator i'm just along for the ride i don't you know i didn't know i, I had met greg very briefly he probably doesn't remember in 2011 because i was with Josh and Don and Stella, and they were doing a Young Justice panel, and I happened to be—I got snuck in to the press. Oh he, def- oh, he definitely knows who you three are now. I mean, he—he's obviously podcasted with you quite often, and he's met Donovan, Josh, and Stella many times at conventions. I know so, he knows who they are. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we briefly met. Great guy, obviously, and then of course we we've podcasted for twenty-six episodes. So again, I—I uh, I just I don't want to. I don't. I, I want to stress that this is this is where we're at with everything. So, Spec Spidey is a Sony property. It is one of two animated Sony prop three animated Sony properties that Sony owns. Okay, that they have a deal with Marvel to produce: Into the Spider Verse, Spec, and the MTV series. Those are the three. That's it. So, as a result of those three. Sony has the right to distribute however they want and stuff like that. It is vitally important for people to understand in order for spec Spidey to return, Marvel would have to come to Sony and say, Hey, let's revive this property. It's in Marvel's court. Now it's no longer in, in the court of Sony. Sony has no control other than into the spider verse, a deal that they have made with Marvel to produce. That's it. Yes, they can do hour-long TV specials because somebody tried to throw some some documentation at me, and I couldn't find I couldn't reproduce it. I'll be honest with you. And trust me, I dug my waist deep into the legal ease of the specific deal that was done in 2011 uh, because that was obviously leaked via WikiLeaks. So, um, as a result of that, it is very important for people to understand that there's no way that they're not going to sit there and use their own resources. Marvel now suddenly has access to Pixar. They have access to Disney television animation. They have access to Disney animation studios itself. Also, I'd like to say for the record, Greg Wiseman is the guy who believes in bringing things back. If he believed for even a moment that there was a chance Spectacular Spider-Man could come back, 
he would be promoting, telling fans to contact Sony. To he'd be promoting hashtags like he did with Keep Engine Young Justice, like he's doing with Keep Engine Gargoyles. I mean, he's not playing favorites between his shows. He loves all of his shows equally. Maybe Gargoyles a little bit more because that's an independent property that he created himself from scratch. But really, he does not play favorites. So this isn't a Young Justice versus Spectacular Spider-Man thing. Which I that as well. Yeah, yeah, look, it Young Justice is a wholly owned property. The intellectual property, the studio that creates it, and the di- means of distribution are all owned by the same company, AT&T. Same thing with the Snyder Cut. They owned every bit from the intellectual property to the production studio to the distribution method with Justice League. With Disney and Clone Wars, they own Lucasfilm, the means of distribution, Disney Plus, and they own everything. They own the intellectual property by by the acquisition of Lucasfilm. So it's not like it's not the same thing. Marvel owns by Sony. Yeah, they would have to buy Sony Pictures and Sony Animation. And the only way they're ever buying Sony is if maybe they buy the entire country of Japan first. Yeah, look, now, did did Sony Pictures set themselves up for a divestment? Yes, they did. They 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 set Sony Pictures up to for divestment and as a result, I don't know what happened to my 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 camera, but um, they set themselves back, come back. Uh, they set themselves up for a divestment. And um, so as a result of that, it became, you know, it might be easy for Disney to acquire Sony, but even then they would still have to make sure that in that acquisition, if they're wanting to acquire Sony for every bit of the the Spider-Man aspect, then they're going to have to make sure that the MTV property and Spec Spidey are included. And that's the only way it's going to be revived. And so it, I'm going to play part of our question from Greg, if Greg's good with that. And then we'll kind of, we'll, we're going to talk over it. So definitely go back and listen to it on episode 51 of Spec Radio. Kind of the definitive we hope to be, and we'll, what we always tried to make it as, is a definitive show about this show. Oh, you sound like Vic. (laughs) We feel like we have to ask this question of why wasn't there a third season? Because we have to answer the question like when we're on little fan forums and they're, you know, and they're like, oh, why wasn't there a third season? We're like, okay. Mm -hmm. So. (laughs) Simple answer. I know. I know. (laughs) But people want to make, I think people, people's head cannons start wild. I think that the answer is complicated. It's just not as complicated as people, you know, it's not as conspiracy driven as people would like to think, but it is a complicated answer. Usually whether a show, not always, unfortunately, but usually whether a show makes it an additional season is a pretty simple mathematical equation. Did it do well? You know, how much does it cost versus how much money it's bringing in? And unfortunately for us, the answer for a spectacular Spider-Man is more complicated than that. 
Um, and it goes back to the fact that before Marvel was a studio and it was just a comic book company, it would license its properties to other uh, studios. And like I explained so in the beginning. Sony had the license to do everything Spider-Man in entertainment. Obviously, the big ticket item for that in those days were the big Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Yep. Um, and we came in uh, as Sony's second animated Spider-Man show. Um, they had done this, a show for MTV already. And um, we came in and we were their second shot at doing Spider-Man in animation. But for Sony, the big money, obviously, was in the movies. And uh, at some point, uh, Marvel and Sony's relationship was fairly contentious, legally. Um, while we were at Sony, Marvel sued Sony three times over Spider-Man. And I don't mean over our show, I mean over the property in general. Uh, I don't know that those lawsuits ever went to court or anything like that. They That's were settled out of court. I did look grade. this up. Uh, I know that they we filed. Had, we had one part of that did affect us, our first DVD. Yeah, you're right. Um, it, it did. And yeah, because... Go ahead. That's true. Um, we originally had plans to have extra footage uh, in that, in essence, each of our arcs would be edited together as a movie. Everyone was well aware of those plans, but after the first DVD came out, Marvel sued Sony and said, you Oops. can't do this. Um, Which happens all the time in entertainment folks. Yeah. They said you can only release them as they aired on TV as three separate episodes. So Right. So, by the way, I, I think that would make that first DVD a collector's item. If I've, whoever has it. I've still got it. I'm going to buy it eventually. So, you know, because of all this, at some point, while we were making season two, in order to get some concession on the feature film front, Sony agreed to give the uh, animation television rights back to Marvel. Of course, by this time, Marvel was a very successful uh, producer of movies in their own right. And you have to imagine there was some quantity of frustration over the fact that, you know, they're having all this success with Iron Man and Thor and, and Captain America. And they're building towards their Avengers movies and all that stuff. And yet they're one big marquee character. Spider-Man, their single biggest character that they have, they can't make a movie about. And they can't make an animated series about. So at some point, um, they got the animation rights back to uh, make Spider-Man. And that created a Catch-22 for Spectacular Spider-Man. And that Catch-22 is straightforward enough uh, which is that because Sony had given Marvel the rights back to do animated series for Spider-Man Sony could no longer make Spectacular after the second season 
Marvel couldn't make spectacular either. And this is the this is most important point here, guys. Because Sony owned the version of Spider-Man that was spectacular. So the only way Marvel could make spectacular is that they licensed the spectacular version from Sony. And you could sit there and go, well, then why didn't they do that? And it's like, because that would have been idiotic. And it really would have been. Mm -hmm. I understand why for us who made the show and for fans of the show, it doesn't sound idiotic. But financially, it's idiotic. Yes. And keep in mind, these are companies that have to earn money for their shareholders. Right. Why would Marvel pay Sony, having gotten the rights back to the character, why would Marvel pay Sony to do their own character when they could just go and make their version? Okay. So... At this point, and I love that comment goes, I stepped away and Greg Wiseman shows up. Well, that's because <laughs> from Spectacular Radio episode 50, 51. So, look, that is the most important aspect. If I am Marvel and I suddenly now have access to a production studio that produces animation and has done it for a hundred years almost, why would I? sit there and license the spectacular version out and to, to utilize it because Sean Galloway's designs are owned by Sony. They're not owned by Marvel. They're not owned by Disney. So that's and the episodes and the scripts are owned by Sony. They're not owned by Marvel or Disney. That's why as Vinkman has says, I have the complete Blu-ray series on Blu-ray of spectacular. Well, so do Good. I. So does Greg. Greg has every bit of spectacular, almost every bit of spectacular merchandise. He's got the he's got the toys. He's got the the first the first set of DVDs, the individual DVDs that they did. Mm -hmm. I you have the DVD set that they came out with too. Yes. So again, we want to make sure that everybody understands here that this this is something that's very very complicated, and as a result, trying to save Spectacular Spider Man is going to be it, it is a monumental effort. It's not as easy as everybody thinks it is. I know people are like, well, we're going to vote with our wallets. Well, then go every time they produce something spectacular, Spider-Man, go produce it. Go buy it. But I'll also say this. Doing just a hashtag is not going to be enough. And this is where I, I want to ultimately end this topic at. Before you do, I want to give an anecdote i had someone come at me on twitter a couple weeks ago because i was trying to explain to someone why spectacular spider-man isn't going to get a third season ever most likely and then this guy comes up to me and says yeah it is they've they're, they're making it and i say excuse me and he links me to this fanfic project which is apparently doing their own animation and their own voice acting and he said this is the third season i asked him is Greg Wiseman writing this? Is Vic Cook producing it? Is Sean Galloway designing the new characters? Is Josh Keaton voicing Spidey? Did Marvel and Sony sign off on this? No! And it's not, and then it's not a third season of Spectacular Spider-Man. Then he went and disagreed with me and um, told me that I was wrong and mentioned yeah. that I don't live in reality. And to be fair, I kind of went on a list of conspiracy theories and things that people have been saying which aren't real to say yeah, this stuff isn't real, and neither is the third season of Spectacular Spider-Man. Again, I, I shared the I shared the image earlier. This is a guy that that knew everybody that worked on the show, like personally knew everybody. 
It's not like I. It's not like Greg's just some. Jo- he's he's just some guy that happened to know Greg Wiseman through Gargoyles. He knew the guys. He knew the people. He, he was there, especially for.